The Girl Talk Inc. podcast inspires middle and high school girls to learn about, to embrace, and to live every day in their leadership lifestyle. Welcome back. We're your hosts, Pace and Melissa. Hey girls, welcome back to the Girl Talk Inc. podcast. I am Pace and I'm here with my host, Melissa. We are here with two of our summit speakers, Mackenzie and Valeria. We are so excited to just have them on the podcast and almost feel as though we are sitting in a living room with these girls and just chatting about all things leadership, but also they have some really cool things they've done in their life that we want to highlight too that um, we truly are so excited to talk about today. So would y'all like to introduce yourselves? Mackenzie, can you start with it? Can you start it? Hey girls, um, happy to be here. I am, we'll see, my name's Mackenzie. I'm in New York. Um, I'm about to turn 30 this year, which is wild. Uh, <laughs> in like three weeks, not over it yet. Um, and let's see, what else? I'm a creative manager and mentor, um, and Valeria is actually my client and friend. Um, hey guys, my name is Valeria. I am 25 years old. I am from Colombia in South America, but I live in Atlanta and I am a photographer and artist. Um, and yes, Mackenzie is my manager and also one of my best friends. So we are so excited to have you girls on today. Mackenzie, Valeria, you have talked a little bit about in the summit that you did photography for Taylor Swift. Can you tell us how did that happen? How did that come about? Yeah, so I, last year we um, photographed Taylor for the Lover album and I did the photography for basically that whole album rollout campaign. So pretty much um, almost all of the imagery that came out alongside that album on Spotify, on Apple um, Music, I think, and that they used for press for this entire year, honestly, um, for like MTV Music Awards and stuff like that, was all part of the Lover album photo shoot. And that was a really, really cool experience. There's actually a really cool behind the scenes video on YouTube from that entire set that is so cool. Um, and it's something that I'm super proud of. Obviously, it's a huge job and it's the biggest job I've done in my career so far. Um, it's very cool to have accomplished that at my age and it's especially important and cool for me to have accomplished something like that being a woman of color and being from Colombia. It is possible for big things like this and really things that you dream you know to happen and it's crazy because I never dreamed that I would ever photograph Taylor Swift. I honestly did not see that one coming ever in my life um, and it really caught me off guard because it just kind of happened so quickly. And I was doing so much, I had done some brand work before. I had done some campaigns and some magazine covers and stuff with some smaller celebrities and um, a few notable faces. And, but I was still, you know, doing my own thing. I was still doing so much like just personal work that it was just my ideas and stuff to get noticed and stuff. And, and then it just kind of happened. And it's, it's been a wild ride ever since. Um, I love the the behind the scenes video that you guys can see on YouTube because it really shows you how we how we did these pictures and that's something that I'm so proud of because you know it's Taylor Swift and it, that was the biggest like I said the biggest job I've been on the biggest budget that I've ever had to do a photo shoot and I loved that I was able to still keep the integrity of my work and the integrity of how I create best and 
how I create best is outside with my friends in the sunlight with good music and good vibes and lots of really beautiful colors. And that's exactly what we were able to do. And Taylor didn't ask me to be anyone but myself. She was so kind and so just so open to my ideas and my uh, creative interpretations and how I, my eye and how I saw things. And it truly was a dream experience because I was, I didn't have to change anything about myself to do this artwork. And I, to be very honest, I thought she said goes and I just found that she was, she's a great collaborator and that she really allowed me to have creative expression and just really allowed my style and the things that I love about my artwork to shine through. And I just, you know, that's what I think you can see from the behind the scenes video. And so I'm really proud of that. That's amazing. Um, I think that one aspect of that story that is, is just so important I, to all creative spaces in general um, is the collaborative notion. I think that collaborative does not just mean agreeing sometimes. Um, it means that we're going to go back and forth. And um, when it comes to creativity, I think some of us have this uh, notion that we should just be given the space no matter what, which we should. Um, but that because we're working with other people, we have to be open-minded in our leadership in those moments. Um, and so one thing that I've been wondering about um, the shoots that you do um, and your role in those shoots, Mackenzie, is specifically, it came to me while I was looking at the shoot that you did for Netflix um, with Anna Kithcar and all of those beautiful women. Um, you mentioned in our summit that musical theater is a really, really big inspiration for you in the shoots that you do. Um, and I think that that shoot specifically, I could see so clearly how um, it, it was a big component of like inspiration for you. And I was so, so, so encouraged by it. Um, so I guess my next question is when it comes to shoots like that, yes, <laughs> I love that shoot so much. Like that is the shoot that Kate and I were talking about you and talking about the summit. Um, I was like, do you see this shoot? Um, do you see how amazing it is? Um, I was so encouraged, not just because of uh, the way that you utilize like musical theater and other things to bring that shoot to life, but also how clearly I could see um, how your heritage is a part of that shoot. It's so beautiful to me how it's just, it's clear as day. And I think in this day and age, especially where diverse, diversity and inclusion is such a large topic that we're talking about in this day and age. And I think some people are afraid of it. Um, I think especially those of us that represent um, other ideas, I think sometimes we might be afraid to bring forth those things into the spaces. Um, not because we think people are going to like disrespect it or not honor it, but just because it's ours. Um, and we want to be able to claim it in spaces and share it with people in a way where they also see the validity in it. Um, and so my question, I, I would like for you to answer it first, Mackenzie, but um, my question is more so when, we, when you're bringing all of that into a new space, um, whether you're bringing your musical theater background or you're bringing your heritage into something and inspiration that you have from another artist, um, when you're bringing that, how do you advocate 
for Valeria in those spaces? Have you ever had to advocate for her um, in those spaces? Um, because I think sometimes some of us are fearful. I know I've been fearful um, of being too Jamaican in too, too many spaces um, and being too this or too that. Um, and I think that's something that you probably have encountered. So you have you ever had to advocate for Valeria in that realm, um, especially if you haven't had the tools to also represent it, if that makes sense. I love this question, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna say, you're making her day right what now. What an incredible, an incredible question. I, I just have to say that, like, when you just said all of that, you, I really felt seen right there. <laughs> and it's actually something that Mackenzie and I've been talking a lot about lately, so I'll let her answer, but I just, I'm very thankful for that question. Of course. Um, I think, well, first of all, it's an amazing, pairing to this question that you centered it on the Netflix shoot because so this shoot was actually I'm just going to use it as an example because it, it kind of it has to do with a lot of what you're saying but this shoot um for Netflix a was something Netflix has never done uh they, they don't do anything outside of like press photo shoots meaning literally only for press there are those are very small scale shoots usually they're not very conceptualized for the most part you know usually it's, it's very much just portrait in and out like they've never met the photographer before you know like all those kind of things um this was a full-blown like basically editorial you know um which was kudos netflix for stepping out of their own comfort zone and doing that but the point of this shoot was for women's uh Women's Month, and this that was called The Undefinables, and that was Netflix's name. They came to us with that concept, um, and they wanted to honor their YA girls um, that were coming up, and it's a very diverse group of girls, and not only in age, but also ethnicity, background, all of that. They're just in the YA uh, stage, I guess you would say. Um, and what was interesting is that it was actually a very challenging shoot for us to do um, conceptually because it was almost like uh, each girl had their own shoot and um, they had their own inspirations where if you access this shoot on Valeria's page or Netflix, you can see um, very clearly like these things talked about. Um, so this is in captions and everything, but each of these girls were asked to give us um, their inspirations throughout history. Like what, what are their like wide ranging inspirations? We were not given context to those inspirations. So what they were actually inspired by, by this person, right? Just like these people. And we were tasked, meaning Valeria <laughs> was tasked with um, interpreting all of those inspirations, every one of them into the concept for that specific girl, um, which is a lot actually, <laughs> because a lot of these inspirations are aesthetically widely different. Yeah. So instead we're talking of about like Malcolm X and yeah. like uh, Barbara Streisand in one yeah. in one one reference for one girl, like one yeah. girl plus four other like references. Streisand yeah. both yeah. inspired her. So it's like, how do you like how do you combine? combine you know yeah it's not even just combining opposites it was like let's combine a group of like opposites you know in one in one visual concept so when you talk about collaboration in general this shoot had more pre-planning than 
probably anyone that we've been on truthfully it was so detailed and i'm i'm very happy with um the results and how happy the girls were that all of their inspirations were expressed and i think that a lot of those inspirations were cultural inspirations as well to them which is why i think it ties in so well with your question because there was a lot of conversation where we had to make sure we were honoring not only aesthetically you know these these inspirational figures but also culturally and making sure that we were being respectful of those references we were not appropriating those references this is obviously on a global stage as well um to make sure that they are understood enough that they can be translated enough but are yet still nuanced enough to where it makes something new, you know? We're not trying to create something stereotypical. Um, so it's a very interesting set to be on. And I think in this set, um, more than ever, that conversation comes up. When in terms of representing Valeria, um, and she will be able to speak on this a lot more actually than I can eloquently, but Valeria actually often has a lot of the opposite issue where she does not fit a lot of Latina stereotypes. So a lot of times we want to make sure what we are actually stressing are that these things are getting, it's never like you said, like you fear being too Jamaican or something. It, it doesn't ever seem to be that conversation in her specific converse, you know, in regards to her, it seems to be more of, a lot of people, A, just don't even know she's Colombian, you know, until it, that's introduced. And we want to make sure that's continued to be introduced and that's continued to be in her press and in, you know, all of those things that they're not missing this part of the story because it's so important to her and encouraging other immigrant, you know, artists, creators, young people that she is too and letting them feel as represented as they can through her story. And it's just, interesting because like I said she's on the other side of the board where she doesn't fit the stereotypes but that doesn't make her cultural background any less significant or any less it, it's not diluted do you know what I mean so like we have to figure out a way always to weave in that conversation and make sure that she, to make sure that she is really being represented in that way non-stereotypically and showing that, that there's that side of Latina too, you know, because that, that's something that she talks about a lot and she struggles with a lot is she struggles with the opposite side of like, I don't, I don't fit the Latina stereotype, um, you know, and so people don't see me as this or maybe I feel like I'm not, you know, a part of this in certain ways like some of my friends can be that fit more of those aspects. And so having that conversation, just like, I was talking about in the summit like having the opposite side of the bully conversation and like th having the opposite side of that conversation being normalized as well is important that not obviously people don't fit stereotypes that's that's the whole thing but I think still co collectively the media very much still expects the Latina stereotype and we are making sure to try in every way that we can to explode that and to a very eloquent version of actually 
not everybody is like that. You know, not everybody has these things that you're used to seeing or the, you know, media portraying to you that people are very diverse, you know, and Latinas are very diverse and they show up as Valeria. They show up as Sofia Vergara, you know, like they're all across the board. And that doesn't make her, you know, her culture not, not as important. And so we try to weave those references and like you said I think the color I think her the light um that she uses just everything it's it's very much culturally influenced by her background and it's but in a non-stereotypical way and I think that's what's so special it's just nuance um about these works that you know but she could be making photos about I don't know plants you know what I mean and it will still be photographed in this this honor of, of her culture. And I think that's so cool. But in terms of like representing her, I just have to make sure that that part of the conversation is actually noticed for her. So it, it's kind of like the opposite because it's not as obvious to some people who don't know her background yet because we get a lot of people that just see her work and don't read into her as a person and, and want to have conversations about projects, but yet they don't really know who they're talking to about or even journalists yet that haven't done their their background, you know, and we have to make sure that that's part of the conversation as well if they're going to do a piece on her. So that's the answer. <laughs> a little long, but that's the answer. <laughs> I love that answer. I love it so much because I think a lot of our girls, especially those that are growing up in America, can feel not XYZ enough. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a really, really, really important part of the conversation, especially when you are in a home where you feel good enough within your culture and then you have to go back into the world and because the world doesn't represent you as much as your home might, you can feel alienated or isolated in that way. Um, so I really, really, really appreciate that you highlighted that and that you have a really um, beautiful way of pinpointing that there are two sides to everything, Mackenzie, so thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, and so, yeah, Valeria, if you would like to explain um, how you advocate for your heritage, especially in a realm where some people don't want to recognize that in you. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm so thankful for this question because it's something that I have struggled with so much in my life. Um, for I, I grew up so far away from my culture and so far away from um, my family and just my experience of my culture was what I grew up with in my home. And so it was whatever my parents were picking and choosing to raise us with, you know, I didn't grow up listening to modern Latin music because my dad didn't like it. So my dad didn't play it, you know, and I didn't have a lot of friends that were also Colombian or also Latin that were so connected with their culture that they could introduce me to what I was missing out on. So for a very large part of my life and, mind you, I'm only 25, so I know I haven't lived very long, but for a very large part of my 25 years, I had this like identity crisis where I just didn't know, like I felt more American than I felt Latin, which was weird because I am both sides of my parents. I'm born in Colombia. Both of my parents are Colombian. My whole family is Colombian. There's no doubt. There's nothing about me that is not Colombian. And so it was very confusing that I felt more that I related more to my American friends, my white American friends, my black American friends than I did to my own people. And that was something that I really struggled with a lot. And I didn't ever start making art with that as my lens. I never started making art like, oh, I'm going to make art about my community for my community. 
I was just making art from the references that I loved. And ironically, most of the references that I loved, actually, that's not ironic. Unfortunately, actually, not ironically. Unfortunately, most of the references that I loved were American, were white photographers, uh, mostly white male photographers, because that's what I was taught in school. That's what I was at my disposal. That's like what was easier to find. And doesn't the work was beautiful and that's why I loved it. But I just sometimes I think back and wonder how my work might be different if I had been influenced at a younger age by photographers that I loved that represented me and represented my culture. Um, but regardless, here we are. And this is the experience that I've had. And those are the references that I started making art with. And I remember having this moment a few years ago where I wondered, like, it was something that kind of came to my head. And I wondered, you know, I wonder if people can tell that I'm Latina from, from my work. And then I wondered, is that important? And then I thought, I guess it kind of is important because I always felt like I didn't have a Latina artist to look up to. And I, that would have very greatly impacted me. So I guess it does matter that people can tell from my art. But then I struggled because I, I thought, I don't think that they can. I don't think that people look at me and I don't look like the Latina stereotypes that we've all grown up seeing in the media. You know, there are lots of people in my home that look like me that are fair skinned and have lighter eyes and that are not the stereotypical Latina that look like me. But we're not in my home, we're here. And here I look more like my American friends than I do like my Latina cousins, you know? And so that was already like one thing for me that people don't automatically look at me and see my heritage. You know, they have to ask me, they have to hear me speak in Spanish to then be like, oh, you're not American, where are you from? And that was the first thing. Then the second thing was, well, if people can't look at me and tell that I am Latina, that means that they're looking at my work and I don't know if the work is reflecting that I am Latina. So how do I change that? And that was something I struggled with for a very long time until I came to realize that the work isn't Latina because it looks Latina. The work is Latina because I am Latina. And that's what matters. And it doesn't matter how, how people are perceiving it because once people know the story and they know who I am and they say, okay, this girl is from this country and she makes this art, that means that this work has to be influenced by it because it's part of who she is. And that was something that it took me a long time to kind of get to. And it makes me, that's why it means so much to me when you ask that question and when I hear Mackenzie talk and when I hear you guys saying that, like you look at the Netflix shoot and you can see how it ties into my heritage. That's, to be very honest with you, I think that's probably one of the first times I may have ever heard that. And that makes me so happy, but, at the same time, it, it, I'm proud of myself that I'm not hearing that and invalidating the rest of my work that I've never heard that about. I hope that makes sense. Um, the, the Netflix shoot was very special for me. It was probably one of the most diverse shoots I've ever gotten to be on. And I always and envisioned getting to do something like that. And that dream was able to come true in February when I, when I was able to do that. And so for it to have been not just that dream come true of getting to photograph a bunch of up and coming artists and entertainers, but for them all to be women and women of different races and ethnicities and backgrounds and ages, that was so special for me. And that's like, 
what really sealed the notion in my mind that that's what I want to do is I want to, I want to highlight these stories. I want to highlight these cultures. I want to, I want to make these people feel seen the way that I've never felt seen until someone said it like you just now. I, that's what I want to do. And so that project was really special to me um, because I think that it, it really solidified that that is the direction that I'm on and that I want to keep going. Um, and so I hope that in my art, I, I, I hope that the art intrigues people enough to find out who is the person making the art. Um, because I think that it's important to have representation from all different kinds of cultures and, and backgrounds and stuff, because the world doesn't look like just one person or one group of people. The world looks more like all the other different kinds of people that are in it. And it's so interesting. I was, Mackenzie and I have been on this topic for a while because I've just been feeling so frustrated about this lately. And I recently listened to this podcast, uh, or actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't a podcast. It was a TED talk by America Ferreira. And she was talking about her experience as a Latina actress and especially her experience when she is a Latina actress that doesn't look like JLo and doesn't look like, um, like Eva Mendez or Sofia Vergara. She looks like America Ferreira. She looks like her herself and she looks like, like us. And she looks like the, the community that people see and not that there's anything wrong with looking like JLo or Eva Mendez and all those, those people, but it's just, those are the only people that people like me and people like America have had to see ourselves in. And so when you don't see yourself in that way, you start to wonder if there's something wrong about you and you start to wonder, well, am I not Latina enough because I don't look like that because my skin isn't brown enough, my hair isn't curly enough or thick enough, my accent isn't there, you know, and all of those things are influenced by so much more than genes. You know, my accent isn't heavy because I grew up here. You know, my, my hair isn't thick because it just isn't, you know, but that doesn't make me any less Latina. And so that is why I take so much pride in what I do, especially now that I've found such a clear purpose in, in telling these stories and, and making sure that every project that we do is, 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 important you know it's not just fluff work it's not i don't want to make work that gets lost i want to make work that impacts people and that helps people see people the way that you just did you know that that to me is that's what's most important to me i think too um the this would be a really good time to talk about the shoot that you did with nika um yeah. because of the actual conversations that came after the shoot if that makes sense she works at a production company now. She's one of my best friends. She's also um, very long. I would say maybe about two, three years maybe. And we got together and wanted to do a project on, our, on, on food that is culturally significant to Latin culture. And so it all just kind of started because I had this idea of photographing these conchas, which is a, a pastry it's like a Mexican pastry and they're beautiful they're it's like sweet bread and, they, and they're very colorful typically um, and they're delicious and I just had this image of photographing them in a very kind of the way that I photograph people I, I like to photograph people in front of draped backgrounds and very soft and feminine kind of palette and very soft and dreamy nostalgic kind of um, aesthetic and so I just thought you know I'm 
never tried food photography before. And it wasn't about the fact that it was food photography. It just was kind of a way to celebrate our culture and celebrate the food that has been so iconic in our lives. And so we, we started making this work and we went from churros to tamales to buñuelos to arepas to jarritos to all of these other different staples of kind of Latin culture. And we did the work. We loved the work. We were proud of the work. And we put the work out and the feedback we started getting was insane because people started saying, I've never seen like Latin themed art that looks like this. And what's funny is that that Latin themed art looks like me because I made it. And it was like, I made it with my friend Nika and it was like essentially an extension of my art. And my art is an extension of who I am. And so the work is pastel and soft because I love pastels and I, I feel like I am soft, you know? And so the feedback that we started getting was that people had never seen art like that in a community like ours. That work had only ever been seen in communities like, in, in other communities, I've never seen Latin work photographed like that or a Latin subject be photographed like that. And people started, I started realizing how important that was not just for me and for Nika and for our sake and our, like our sanity, but for other people's. And that just really goes to show how important representation is because like I said before, if you grow up not ever seeing yourself represented anywhere, that really can affect how you grow up thinking about yourself. And I never, me and Nika, we never grew up seeing ourselves in books, in movies, in music. We never identified with any of the women that were shown or visualized or illustrated or written about. And that's, that's a really heavy thing, you know? So that project is really important because that, that was another step that kind of led me to discovering that this was the path that was really important for me. I absolutely love that. And I love that you pretty much answered the question we were going to ask about finding your voice and wondering how girls, young girls are able to find their voice. And you did that through photography. You did that through um, photographing food, but also photographing people. You've done it in so many unique ways. And I just think this is so impactful for our girls to hear that you can truly find your voice in so many unique ways. Like you explained, you explained yourself as soft. And I've never really thought to explain myself as soft or those kind of words. And I think that's beautiful to truly have the girls lean into that um, and lean into understanding that you can be so unique. Like the words you use for yourself can be so unique. Um, and I just absolutely love that. And so we just wanted to thank y'all for your time and thank you for your knowledge and just y'all's beauty in all that y'all do. Um, and I am just so grateful for both of you. So thank you. Thank We're you grateful so for you guys. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was a really, really meaningful and special conversation that I didn't expect or anticipate having with you guys. I thought we were kind of going to talk about other things, and I just I just realized now how much I needed to have that conversation. And like I've been having this conversation with Mackenzie for a very long time, and it feels like because I don't talk about it with people other than Mackenzie, sometimes it feels like it doesn't matter to other people, and so for this to have been the way that this conversation went was is really special to me. So thank you so much for that. We are so incredibly grateful for both of you guys and how um, you're both, you both have like such a beautiful way of expressing who you are um, without like holding anything back. And that's what we really want to show 
our girls in terms of being leaders um, is that you don't have to hide any part of you in order to be a leader. So I'm really excited about this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Girl Talk, follow us on social media at Girl Talk Inc. And check out our website at mygirltalk.org.